the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome, everybody. Happy Friday to you, wherever you might be, across the fruited plain. We're going to have a fun show today. Uh, great to have you with us. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit later on with our good friend, Congressman Scott Perry. He's going to be dropping by, and uh, also Mary Walter will be here. And uh, we're going to be taking your telephone calls today. Today, Friday, that means open line Friday. So uh, whatever is on your mind, uh, you can give us a call and uh, you can have your say. Uh, Write down our telephone number. You will need this, 844-747-8868. That is a toll-free telephone number. We pick up the bill for that 844-747-8868 you know i was um uh, someone sent me a story last night and we've got this up on the website uh, caleb park our managing editor doing a heck of a great job uh really publishing stories that nobody else is really talking about and that's one of the reasons why i created the website and it's a Pretty, I mean, a lot of people go to ToddSterns.com. We have about, I don't know, two to three million page views a month, which is uh, pretty good. We actually compete with, uh, usually Hannity and I are back and forth as the top website for conservative talk show hosts. And a lot of the credit goes directly to our managing editor, Caleb Park, who uh, has his, his eye and ear on the stories that matter to the nation and where we're going as a country. Uh, there was there's a story that uh, developed last night involving a guy by the name of James uh, Robison. Now, many of you in the in the Christian world know exactly who this is. He is a very prominent evangelical leader. Uh, you might call him a televangelist. Uh, he has a very popular uh, TV program. I've been a guest on the program a time or two, and uh, he was also a spiritual advisor to President Trump. Now, I'm, before we play this audio. And which is is just really shocking. There's something happening right now surrounding Donald Trump that I just don't like, and and I wanted to talk to you about it. I believe in in loyalty, and that's that is a lost concept. That is a lost value or virtue in today's society, where everybody jumps ship when the going gets rough. Somebody says something or does something, writes something on Twitter, and all of a sudden they realize they don't have any friends. And the reality is they didn't have any of those. Those people really weren't friends to begin with. You know, I uh, always 
instruct young journalists uh, when they're just launching their career. I, I give them some advice. And one of the things I caution young journalists about, there will be people who want to be friends with your job. They really don't want to be friends with you. They want to be friends with your job. And so when you lose your job, all of a sudden those people disappear from from your life. And, and it just happens, and it happens at all levels. It doesn't matter if you're in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, or if you're in New York City. It happened to me when I left Fox News. You know what I found interesting, though? Um, you find out who your true friends are. I remember as soon as the award came out that uh, Fox didn't want to renew my contract, uh, the first person that called me was Franklin Graham, just to see how I was doing. I appreciated that. I respected that. But ultimately, it's um, it's about loyalty. And you go through these situations, these crises in your life, and you realize, okay, this person uh, is a friend and this person is not. And I see all of the, the attacks on President Trump. I mean, this guy has been through the ringer, and there are a lot of people that are upset with President Trump right now. They didn't like him going after Ron DeSantis. I didn't like him going after Ron DeSantis. But that doesn't mean I'm pulling my support. I'm still a fan of the president, and if he runs for the White House, he's going to get my support. And I'm going to explain why. Because he delivered on his campaign promises. You say, well, Todd, what about what about all the uh, the scandals? What about all the investigations? All right, what about them? They investigated, and they found nothing over and over and over and over and over again. Well, Tom, what about Russia collusion? Yeah, they investigated. There was nothing there. As a matter of fact, it was a fake story. And a lot of people, they don't seem to understand this concept that when there is an investigation, that doesn't mean you're guilty until proven innocent, but that's what it means now in today's society. But there was a time when it meant innocent until proven guilty. They have not been able to prove that this president has had any role in anything that they've alleged, period. In other words, he's clean as a whistle, period. That's it. And it's a hard concept for people to grasp because, again, the mainstream media, their, their philosophy, their plan, and they had, some, they had some battle plans that were very effective. And the mainstream media is out there every single day, and they're pounding the president over the head with a cast-iron skillet every single day after day after day and finally even the most devoted trump followers are throwing their hands up in the air and they're saying enough we got to get somebody new you can't buy into their plan you just can't do that you really can't now does that mean president trump is perfect absolutely not as a matter of fact, if I'm given the opportunity to sit down with the president again and he asks for my advice, I would be honored to be able to share with him some thoughts. But you know what? This man is a multimillionaire many, 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 many times over. He is a successful businessman. He is a successful real estate developer. And quite frankly, I have stayed in some of the finest hotels in the world, and none compare with Trump International Hotel. I, that, they do a great job of it. But this is a brilliant man. He got himself elected president of the United States without ever running for a single political position. 
Just think about that for a moment. Here's a guy who wakes up one day and says, you know what, I'm going to run for the White House. And he not only did, but he won. So don't buy into all of the nonsense out there. But Todd, what about the what about all the secret the secret documents that he had hidden in Marlock? What about it? Turns out that that was a big hooey story. There was nothing there. The Washington Post reported that the FBI concluded that the documents that he had were there as as souvenirs, as mementos. There's nothing nefarious there. That should have been wall-to-wall news coverage, right? I mean, everybody was alerted that the FBI was staging the pre-dawn raid at Mar-a-Lago with dozens of armed agents. Oh, that was all over the news, but they don't tell you how it concluded. There was nothing there, period. But, 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 but what, what, what about January the 6th? The president led an army to insurrection. Nope, nope, no, he did not. As a matter of fact, when you go back and you listen to even the J6 committee, they acknowledge that the president did not incite the crowd. But there's even more to that story because now it's coming out, again, after the election, which is very convenient, but after the election, uh, we learned from places like the Washington Post and the New York Times that that there were at least 20 to 30 FBI agents in the crowd disguised as protesters, and we know there were at least eight FBI informants embedded in the Oath Keepers they knew about took part in the planning and the execution of the attack on the Capitol, and nobody did anything about it. That wasn't Donald Trump. That was the FBI. So maybe, just maybe, Chris Ray's the guy that ought to be investigated. Maybe Chris Ray ought to be the guy that's in D.C. lockup. But here's where I'm, I this is this has been a long time coming, and it angers me because the American people, they don't respect loyalty. Donald Trump has done nothing, nothing to deny your vote, period. Again, has he been arrested? Has he been charged? Lots of accusations, and every time they make an accusation and they investigate, they come up with nothing. So you may may say, well, Todd, I just don't like the guy, and I'm not going to vote for him. You know what? I appreciate that, and I respect that. That's an honest answer. But for all you people out there saying, well, I just can't handle all the drama. All right, well, who's creating the drama? It's the mainstream media. Now, don't get me wrong. Trump, he's making a mistake by going after his fellow conservatives, his fellow Republicans, his allies. I got a problem with that. But that's not a deal breaker for me. But now everybody's jumping ship. President Trump brought so many of these people into his administration And they use that position to stab this man in the back and take jobs at The View, take jobs on MSDNC and Fox News Channel. And then you have these religious advisors. And this is James Robinson. And he was being presented a ward last night or night before last in Texas. And he was explaining, I need to set this up for you so you can understand the context here. So James Robinson, who has the TV show, was explaining how he lectured President Trump to his face. Now, when you step, when you listen to this, listen to the tone and the tenor of his voice. He says this is exactly how he addressed 
President Trump in the White House. Take a listen. Trump's standing at the end of the table. He's got Franklin by him and Paula by him and Falwell by him and Ben Carson by him. I put Sammy Rodriguez down there by him. He said he was scared of Sammy. I said, good, I'm going to put him right in front of your nose. And I did. And so Trump stands up and he says, James, Ben Carson said he wouldn't endorse me. You know why we're here? He wouldn't endorse me unless I talk to you. He said I hadn't talked to you an hour, James. You remember that? I told Ben, I don't talk to anybody 15 minutes. He said, James, how long did we talk? Two hours? I said, no, sir, we talked an hour and a half. And I might add, that's the longest you've been quiet in your entire life. <laughs> he, he died laughing and everybody else did. The man started calling me on his cell phone. And then he started asking me to call him. And for five years, he took every single call I made, sometimes two or three a day. You say, well, what were they? Many times they were encouraging. He, as he told Rick Perry, he said, he just starts preaching. And he said, and then he just prays, Rick. He said, it's amazing. He said, he never wants anything. Rick said, I think he does. He wants God's will. He called me from Marine One to tell me that he was sitting there having that conversation with Trump. Okay, he, he heard, he didn't always heed. Everything you wanted him to hear, every single thing you ever prayed for him to hear, came through these lips right straight into his face. And with the same force you've heard me talking to you, I spoke it to him. Sir, you act like a little elementary school child, and you shoot yourself in the foot every morning when you get up and open your mouth. The more you keep your mouth closed, the more successful you're going to be. You say, well, that didn't work very well, did it? I haven't given up. But I pray for every candidate. I pray for every leader. It's time for us to get together and pray. And stop trying to destroy each other. And I'll make that loud and clearly heard to Mr. Trump. We've got to quit amputating each other, slicing each other, and come together in supernatural unity that Jesus Christ prayed for. And if we the leaders can't come together, how do we expect the people to come together? If Mr. Trump can't stop his little petty issues, how does he expect people to stop major issues? You say, you talk to him that way? Yes! As surely as Daniel talked to four kings, I've talked directly to four kings. And when they listen to the truth, the people are blessed. When they don't, we're all hurt. You agree with that? Can you imagine a pastor speaking to the president of the United States like that? It's But again, why are you sharing that story, Pastor Robinson, with, with a group of, of lawmakers, conservative lawmakers? Why, why do that? You know, if you really had those conversations with the president, you keep that to yourself. Quite frankly, it sounded like a lot of boasting to me. But again, I'm, I'm curious, and we're going to take your calls as we go to break here. Has President Trump done something that leads you to believe that you can no longer support him? And what is that? What is that thing? Has he betrayed you as a voter? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We have a lot of stories to get through, but I, I want to start with this one. 
because ultimately, this is about loyalty. You may not like the way he talks. You may not like the way he acts, but he's never stabbed you in the back. That's the one thing he's never done. All these other politicians like Mitch McConnell, they'll hug you. They'll kiss your babies. They'll eat your barbecue at the fundraisers, and then they'll turn around and they will stab you in the back while drinking a martini at a Democrat Party fundraiser in Georgetown. We'll be right back, America. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS, or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS, and use the promo code STARNS. All right, Mike Pompeo says, we're, we're told we're getting tired of winning. Again, this is a quote from, remember that uh, President Trump said that uh, pr- said once that uh, we would get tired of winning. That's what Pompeo's referring to. We were told we'd get tired of winning, but I'm tired of losing, and so are most Republicans. So Mike Pompeo taking a shot there at former President Trump. Uh, Mike Pompeo is speaking today at the Republican Jewish Coalition on how we can regain America's trust and win again. How do we do that? How do Republicans win again, ladies and gentlemen? Well, let's go to the phones, 844-747-8868. Richard in Greensboro, North Carolina, WSJS, our great affiliate there. Hey, Richard, what's on your mind? Yeah, I, you, you're... Um before the break, you were talking about those who still support Trump. Um, I do. I'm, I'm a card-carrying Trump supporter, and that's because I've been keeping score. I mean, every time these rhinos and Democrats show themselves for who they are, it becomes more and more clear that uh, Trump was the anomaly. And he he basically pulled the rug back to show us the scurrying roaches. And at this point, I, you know, I can't wait for a future that has Nuremberg trials, trials of treason. I sincerely believe that the election in Phoenix is stolen. Um, and, and, you know, this this claim by Pompeo, you know, what's happening, in my opinion, when he when Trump last week was going out against um, DeSantis. Truth of the matter, there is no DeSantis if there is no Trump. And uh, Pompeo and many other established Republicans are showing themselves for who they are and not understanding the, the transition, the, the, the very transition that has occurred in 
a large swath of Americans' minds. And, and Richard, just think you know, just think about this, Richard, and we're, we're running late for a break here, but just think about this. It doesn't matter who the nominee is going to be. They're already out there calling Ron DeSantis Satan. I mean, this was happening on The View. So it doesn't matter who the person's going to be. They're going to get the same treatment Donald Trump got. Here's the difference. Donald Trump could give as much as he, as he would take from those folks. Hey, got to take a break. We'll be right back. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. America. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Great to have you with us today. Hang tight if you're on hold. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line real quick. Good friend of this program. He is chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Congressman Scott Perry. Congressman, first, congratulations on the big re-election win. Hope you're doing well today. I am doing well, Todd. Thanks so much for having us on, but uh, I'm, I'm distressed at what I see over at the Senate um, with their leadership elections. And, of course, I'm concerned um, that we're going to keep doing the same things and somehow expecting a different outcome. You know, Einstein said the definition of insanity is just exactly that. And so we have the same people with the same operation doing the same things and thinking it's going to be different. Todd, the country is in peril. The republic is burning down. And we better make some changes. And so far, I haven't seen any indication of that. We understand that uh, 10, 10 senators voted against uh, Speaker Mc- or rather uh, Leader McConnell. Uh, we don't know who those uh, the individuals were because it was a secret vote. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to know who those folks are. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, Congressman Perry, and I'd like to know what Mitch McConnell meant when he wants to find common ground with the Democrats on some of the issues. Yeah, I mean, uh, it stresses me out, of course, as it does all of us. And, you know, the answer is, well, if you can't get, uh, if you can't get 10, more than 10 in a, in a, sec- a secret ballot, excuse me, what are you going to get in an open ballot? I mean, uh, these folks must have the fear of the good Lord in them against about Mitch McConnell. And as far as finding common ground, I mean, look, the Democrats own the, own the place. They're not interested in common ground. They're interested in a, in a cram down is what, you know, they're just going to shove their way through. And of course, as long as there's always a handful of senators to give them what they need to get to 60, you know, a handful of Republicans, they're going to they're continue to get everything they want. Something has to give here. 
And this is what gets me. Just yesterday, you had, what, 12 Republicans joining all of the Democrats to shove through this radical plan that will target every Christian organization in the country. A lot of our religious leaders are very concerned about the Respect for Marriage Act. Um, So if we're not going to be culture conservatives anymore in the Republican Party, we're not going to be fiscal conservatives at what you know, what what is the definition of a modern day Republican in the Senate? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And look, I know Mike Lee is doing yeoman's work over there. And and, uh, if any senators are listening, um, if if the Mike Lee amendment is not accepted, they absolutely must vote against that bill. I know that personally, I got caught up in that thing. And, you know, you had a choice between being, uh, you know, against traditional marriage or being against interracial marriage. And of course, you know, that's one heck of an awful choice to have to make. But but you've made clear, Todd, that this isn't really about any of that. This is about infringing on our religious liberties and burning them, any protection of them down. So senators absolutely must vote against that bill unless the Mike Lee amendment is. And no other amendments are are, are of any value in that regard. So that's an that's an absolute point. And of course, again, you know, that's why we elect these guys. Um, we need them to hold the line for us. Uh, Congressman, I, I want to switch over to the House where we know that Kevin McCarthy's already passed that first major hurdle to become Speaker of the House. Uh, you've had, um, uh, there's been reporting that you had a private meeting with McCarthy uh, earlier this week. Uh, what can you tell us? Well, I have had uh, numerous uh, meetings with, uh, with Leader McCarthy, who seeks to be Speaker. And as you know, Todd, he, uh, 36 members uh, did not vote for Kevin McCarthy. And why that's important is because while he got the nomination, um, you still need 218 on the floor. And 221 or 222 minus 36 does not equal 218. And so I've talked to uh, the leader on numerous occasions. We started our discussions actually back in the summertime. And I said, look, the status quo is not going to work. It's unacceptable. And we've offered, we made some offerings back then of some things that we thought would empower members and take some authority away from leadership. And, uh, you know, and we were patted on the head, as you can imagine, Todd, and, 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 and sent on our way. We revisited in the fall. I just was back again, and I just told him, I said, look, we can't negotiate with ourselves. We're not going to be put in that position. We can't be the sim- simultaneously the buyer and the seller in the same transaction. So we've, we've offered, what is it that you're offering? Uh, and, and, you know, look, this isn't some kind of transaction where, you know, you give us a, a couple positions on something. We want members to be empowered. Uh, so that they can represent their districts. As you know, Todd, there hasn't been an amendment on the floor in six years. How do you represent your district when when you can't even offer an amendment? You know, you, people can vote against it, but you ought to be able to have a, a say even if you can't have your way. And uh, and and so we're frustrated because because he hasn't really offered us anything except for um, talking about what we've offered him. And so, you know, the street has to be two ways in a negotiation, or it's not really a negotiation. You can't have one side offering and the other side, you know, picking parts of that and saying, well, I'll accept this and I'll accept that. We're saying, well, what are you offering? And uh, so far, we really haven't heard much. And, of course, as you probably are aware, Todd, four members have now come out and said they will not vote for 
uh, Leader McCarthy to be speaker. So again, this is a, a this is a mathematics equation. It's a it's an arithmetic equation, and um, uh, we're coming up short right now, or he's coming up short right now. You know, we had Congressman Andy Biggs on, and the, the he said this was a red herring. This idea that Democrats could put Liz Cheney up there, and a, a couple of renegade rhinos would would install her as Speaker of the House. Is that remotely a concern that you guys have? Look, I don't have any concern about that, but if your listeners do, I encourage them to call their representatives and 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 ask the media to ask all Republicans which one of you are going to vote for Liz Cheney. Tell me which one. Any, give me a name. You know, we heard earlier that a member was going to vote, go with the other side, and I went to him on the floor and I talked to him face to face. I said, and "I'm hearing these reports. Are you going to work with the Democrats for Speaker? Which Democrat would you vote for?" And he said, "I'm not voting for any Democrat ever." So, look, this is the people that don't want to see anything change that are trying to force the status quo on us, and, um, and and there's no validity to it because they can't they can't provide any name of anybody that would do anything. Congressman, if not Kevin McCarthy, who? Who do you like? So here's who I like, Tom, because people always ask that question, but you understand that no one's going to come forward as long as they feel like they can be punished for coming forward. And so we like somebody that wants to look at things differently, that's going to empower members, uh, to represent their district and is going to decentralize authority from the top and somebody that's willing to offer some ideas about how to do that. Of course, we have some ideas, but again, we don't want to negotiate with ourselves. So what is a leader that seeks to earn our vote? Understand, Todd, I'm not running for speaker. I'm not, I ran for office, as you, as you just said, and I, I was able to be victorious because I went to my voters and I said, if you vote for me, this is what I pledge I will do. And that's what we think that anybody that's running for office should do. Not, you know, but what we have is a case where the person, the, the person that's running for office keeps saying, well, what do you want? Well, what do you want? Well, I, I don't know, but that's not a traditional way to garner votes as far as I'm familiar with. Well, we, what we can't have is another John Boehner or Paul Ryan speakership. I, I, the American people and, and the voters are going to bolt the party if we get screwed over again. Well, I agree with you, and so that's why that's why anybody that wants to be a leader or, or the speaker should say, this is what we're going to offer. These are the changes that we're going to make so that we all know very clearly and that that person can be held accountable to do those things because we simply can't have a left-wing Republican Party teaming up with Democrats to continue to destroy the republic, which is, I think, what you're describing. It's certainly what I've lived through. You know, it's it's and it's interesting because you know that that he cannot make a commitment to you guys. He couldn't even make that commitment to the American people. This uh, commitment to America thing, uh, it was a joke, and the American people just it, they did not respond to that. Uh, and it was so vague. I mean, the only thing we got out of it was what the eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. That was pretty much it. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I mean, look, uh, we didn't want to come out and and trash that or, you know, be opposed to it. But I think most people were saying, well, what's your timeline? And is there anything specific? We, we want to know specific things. And if you can't stand for specific things, how do we know we're not going to end up, as we always do, on one of these fiscal cliffs where we, you know, we get jammed by the Democrats in the Senate and we're told we have to accept it? We need somebody that's willing to plan that out and tell us how it's going to work and go fight for it. But we have seen Republican after Republican um, 
that, that instead of fighting for us, agrees with uh, Chuck Schumer or something like that. But you simply can't accept it. All right. Real quick here, Congressman, before we let you go, um, is it are, are we safe to say that the caucus is unified in their opposition to McCarthy as Speaker? Uh, you mean the Freedom Caucus? The Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus has not taken an official position on this. Each, each member is being allowed to uh, serve their own constituency. But there is a coalition of members of Freedom Caucus and other disaffected members of Congress. Again, 36 votes for someone other than uh, uh, other than Speaker or Leader McCarthy. So, um, you know, look, it's not just the Freedom Caucus at this moment. There's other people as well that, uh, that uh, want to see a different course. All right. Well, Congressman, we appreciate uh, all the info and the intel. Let us know what we can, what our listeners can be doing uh, in the interim, and we appreciate you. All right. Thank you very much, Todd. God bless you and your audience. All right. Congressman Scott Perry, and you heard him early on, you need to call your elected representative and ask them if they would if they would be willing to support Liz Cheney. And if they do, they need to be voted right the heck out of office. Unbelievable. I'm encouraged, though, to hear that the House Freedom Caucus and others are going to to stage a fight to stop McCarthy from being elected Speaker of the House. Uh, keep in mind that uh, this is going to get ugly, and they're going to have to hold their ground and stand their ground, and they're going to need all of us behind them. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going right to the phones, 844-747-8868. Should the Republicans pick someone other than Kevin McCarthy? And if so, who do you like? Who do you like as the next Speaker of the House? A lot of you also wanting to weigh in on President Trump and loyalty. We're going to get to your calls as well. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. A lot of people have to understand, we didn't put Trump in office because of his character. We put him in office because of his policies, and he and he proved on those policies. And the thing is, he's not going to sit there and roll over and play dead and let them walk all over him like they did past presidents. This guy is able to get this job done, get out there and vote for him again in 2024, and he'll give you another four years of what you guys should have been having all along before Biden got in there and destroyed this country. All right, that was Mark from Florida. He uh, left us a message on our shoutback function. You say, hey, where can I find that? 
uh, very simple. All you have to do is go to our website, toddsterns.com, and uh, click on the live show blog, and the information is right there. You can download the app. It's free of charge, and you'll be able to listen to us all over America. All right, let's get to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Steve in Arkansas. Steve, what's on your mind? I just want to chime in on why I support President Trump and why he will get my support until this changes. You got to simple with all the BS we're having to wade through from our media and our uniparty politicians in Washington. You got to come up with a simple way to to gauge things, and this is my way. Whoever the media and the politicians are trying to their hardest to destroy. That's who I support. It's it's that simple. And when I see them bringing the heat on DeSantis that they've brought on Donald Trump for the last six years, then I will start listening to policies and how they plan to implement those policies. But right now, you got to remember we've we've had this happen before. Don't it isn't above the Uniparty in Washington to run a, a Judas Goat in on us. Yeah, and, and I don't think DeSantis is that guy. But Steve, to your point, they're playing mind, thought, the, the media's playing mind games right now. That's what they're doing. Nobody thought the Bush family was either, but that's exactly what they were. Well, I would wow. disagree with that. I I, I think George H. W. showed his colors pretty quickly. Uh, Ronald Reagan started this country forty years ago down the same path Donald Trump started it down. And look, just just review your history. All right, Steve, good thoughts. Thanks for the call. Let's go to North Carolina. Jeannie on the line. Hi, Jeannie. What say you? Hi. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I'm a first-time caller, and um, I just wanted to tell you that I listened to all the calls you had coming in since the, uh, I listen to you every day. So, and I love your show. Thank you so much Thank you. for it because I feel like the importance is, uh, uh, just a deep magnitude here. But anyhow, um, you know, my heart dropped since the day after the midterms in listening to all these callers. Because my first thought was, my goodness, they are going to divide us with all of this negativity. This is exactly what they're trying to do to us. I mean, I feel like Trump is the best man for the job at hand. I mean, I feel like I need to gift him my loyalty because of what he's gifted us as a country. I don't know what family would want to go through what he's been put through. He is there because he knows he can get the job done that we, the people, have asked for, that we, the people, have prayed for. And for for these callers to, to constantly be so negative, all I have to say is, you know, I try to live my life in, in a manner that I want to be the change that I want to see within my own circle. And I think we all should live that way, and we should stop being so judgmental. I don't like what was said, but I don't know if there was a reason. I don't really care because I feel as a party we need to stay united and there should be no negativity. But I'm sure he had his reasons for it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm jumping off the ship here. That's not enough to make me jump off the ship. 
I know that I need to remain loyal for what he's given us. And I do believe that he is the one to get the job done. He made promises years ago, back in 2016, before the presidential election. I went to see him at a rally for myself. I heard for myself. I judged for myself. I was not any part of of the Trump train until then. Uh, Jeannie, here's what decision. here's what people need to decide, and and this is going to be a personal decision for every American citizen. Let's just take away all of the all of the accusations, all the media coverage. Look at Donald Trump's policies. Did he live up to his campaign promises? Has he betrayed you as a voter? If the answer is yes, then he doesn't deserve. he doesn't deserve your vote if the answer is no he he's lived up to everything uh, that he promised on the campaign trail then then vote for the guy but you can't base your decision based on what you are seeing in the mainstream media genie um so i'm with you where is the loyalty for trump genie glad you called give us a holler back and we love first-time callers here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. All right, folks, we got to step out for just a minute. Your call's coming up, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stearns Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, wow. I'm, we're going to start out this hour of the program with a very odd story. By the way, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us today. So we have this uh, story up at ToddSterns.com. Michelle Obama, Mother Obama, very upset with all of you people of the Caucasian persuasion. She said it was Americans, but we know who she was talking about. Well, call me uh, Pam Greer Superfly. Uh, We got a problem. Turns out that Michelle Obama is very concerned about her hairstyles. But more importantly, she's concerned about you people. And by you people, I'm referring to uh, white folk. Uh, All you white folk out there apparently have a problem with Michelle Obama's natural hair. So uh, Mother Obama has a brand new book out and is called The Light We Carry. And she was doing an interview with Ellen DeGeneres in Washington, D.C. Pardon me, DeGeneres. It was a faux pas Uh, in Washington, D.C. earlier this week. And we actually have the audio of Michelle Obama complaining about all you um, Americans. When we deal with it, the whole thing about do you show up with your natural hair, you know, um, break, (laughs) y'all. You know, but, but, you know, as first lady, I did not wear braids. The black. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, we got to ease up on the people. You know, just like, because I thought about it. I was like, it would be easier. Nope, nope, they're not ready. And the former first lady says that she kept her hair straight so her husband's administration could focus on other issues and not her hair. 
All right, that was Don Lemon from CNN's new failed morning show. He's got no hair, so or he's just shaved it. I don't know what the deal is there. Anyway, uh, what in the world is going on here? I couldn't think of anyone else to, to, to reach out to on this than our official expert on women, uh, our good friend Mary Walter. Hello, Mary. Hello, Todd. You know, you could have called Harry. Who knows? He may be identifying as a woman today. Who knows? I mean, it's I, I didn't realize this was such a big issue uh, for Michelle Obama. See, I, I, I don't think it was an issue for Michelle Obama, but, you know, anything to stoke division. Here's the thing. I get that when it comes to uh, black hair, African-American hair, it is different than st- straight white people hair. Totally understand that. And I understand when you're a kid and you're younger, there's a certain fascination with it because it's different. And I, imp- I, I say this because... When my husband and I were in St. Lucia, uh, we go to uh, Sandals there. Love that little plug for Sandals. And what they do is they adopt schools on the island, and they, they fund these schools, and they buy them books. And they do it in part by taking people who are at the resort, and you pay like $25, and you get to go to one of the Sandals schools, and you get to meet the kids, and you read to them. And it's a really fun experience. The kids are fascinated with our hair. They couldn't stop touching our hair because it was so different from theirs so i think that that's just a normal instinct it's something kids do they see something different i don't know how many adults would go up to michelle obama and start stroking her head because they've never seen a black person's hair before so to me this is just more division from the obamas michelle and and has anyone else noticed she developed a southern accent she's from chicago she suddenly is like yawling all over the place. What is that about? Is it okay for her to culturally appropriate that? It's all ridiculousness, and it's insulting. Well, it is insulting, but I think there's something else going on here. I, I, you know, again, this has always been the uh, the the dark horse, and I say that from the using the political terminology. Uh, but I think that she's going to be running for something. Oh, okay. That's what I think is going yeah. on here. Okay, I give you that. Yep, yep, yep. I give you that. But I, I'm telling you, it's it, here's what gets me. So basically, she's saying we're all a bunch of uh, cross burning uh, white supremacists. Right. Uh, okay, fine. But if I do re- seem to recall uh, most recent American history, uh, Mary Walter, that uh, all of those white supremacists voted for her husband in 2008 and 2012. Well, where do you get off confusing her feelings with your facts? <laughs> That's the How problem. dare you? I'm ashamed. See, this is the thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think she's she's thinking about some kind of a run, you know. Um, but I I don't know if she will. She's got a pretty cushy lifestyle, so I don't know if she wants to go into that. But she would have it pretty easy, you know. She she would have it pretty easy as far as getting elected and and her term in any kind of office. But she, in, in this, um, she was promoting her new book called The Late We Carry, and um, in that book she said, uh, "Let's get." She said, "Well, I thought let me keep my hair straight. Let's get health care passed first. They tripped out when Barack wore a tan suit. Uh, she said, the great indignity, the scandal of the Obama administration. Does she, did she miss the entire Trump presidency? Where anything Donald Trump wore, they made fun of him. They called him fat. They made fun of his skin. They, did, they, they tore him to shreds. And, but a Barack Obama wore mom jeans on a bicycle. Yes, he did. He, you know, and he wore a horrible tan suit. Okay. Is that the worst she can come up with? 
and and again, we, we want to talk about hair. Uh, yeah, they have gone on and on and on about Donald Trump's uh, giant yes. mane. Yes, which, by the way, I will tell you, and I'm, this is this is not a humble brag at all. So when I got to meet him in the Oval Office, and I was sitting next to him, it was a group of us, and I was sitting next to him. He was, I was, I was in the Pence's chair, right, you know, right in front of the fireplace there. So I was close enough to him, like pretty close. And I was fascinated by his hair. There's a lot of hairspray going on there. That's all I'm going to say. I was fascinated by how it stayed in place. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of hairspray in there. Like, and then I had to go come out of it and say, okay, pay attention to what the president's saying. Stop looking at his hair. But um, it is fascinating. So I can understand why people are fascinated by his hair. There you, know, you go. It's interesting. I don't know if he's right. an Aquanet guy. I don't know. Um, but uh, I will say that when I was at Fox News Channel, the, the ladies uh, doing the hair and makeup, they always used a big sexy hair uh, spray on yes. my head. It, well, because, you know, Todd, you are big sexy. Well, you know, a uh, lot of loving. One more thing on this. Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey and Tracy Ellis Ross have announced a new TV show about black hair. It's called Hair Tales, uh, and um, it's it's on Hulu and the Oprah Winfrey Network. I believe it re- recently just launched because I've seen some um, advertisements for it and telling their stories about you know how hard it is you know growing up with with black hair and etc. Which I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. If you want to tell your story, that's cool. But what bothers me is if a white person wore like a wig that's like an afro, your cultural appropriation. Big time. Yet I've seen tons of black women with straight blonde hair wigs on and that's fine. Like pick a lane and stick to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm okay with it with anything. You know, if you, I don't view it as cultural appropriation. If you like the style, wear it. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, we don't believe in that any, any at, at all here on this program. However, right. if you're going to play that game, well, let's yes. play that game. Exactly. Michelle exactly. Obama. It's trying to. It's like trying to play shoots and ladders with a six year old. You're not going to win because they're going to keep changing the rules. That's it. Uh, Mary Walter on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And uh, there you go. So much for the post-racial America the Obamas were supposed to be ushering in. Uh, I feel like they're trying to divide us even even more. Um, yes. Mary, the uh, the election, they're still counting ballots. We could know, <laughs> I don't know, next year sometime. <laughs> it's, the, it's the darndest thing here. Oh. My question, though, with, uh, with Carrie Lake, how do you think she's handled herself in the aftermath of that election? I uh, I know people are the left is going after you you lost sit down shut up I'm like did you say that to Stacey Abrams did you say that to Hillary Clinton because I'm a hundred percent sure you didn't um, I I I like the fact that she's a fighter Todd I got to tell you I love that energy I love that fire that comes out of her we have been yearning for fighters for so long on the right Donald Trump came along and that's why he drew so many people to him because we actually thought he would fight as opposed to throwing his hands up in the air and going oh well better luck next time as the Republicans are wont to do Mitch McConnell I'm looking at you so I love that she's a fighter. I don't think this is the end for her. I think that she is going to somehow wind up in another office. And I don't think you've heard the last from Carrie Lake, and I hope not, because I really think that she um, can make some changes. I do, too. And and look, if, they, if they're going to go about this and challenge the election, they're doing it the right way. And that's by getting the attorneys, getting the legal team, getting all the evidence. And if it's there... Let's have that fight. And if it's not, let's move on, but let's get it settled. We don't need to be, you know, three years from now talking about, you know, a lost election in in Arizona. 
Ex- yes, exactly. And they're, they're going to be counting in California for weeks. This is insanity. You know, I, I saw someone posting, and I think this, we're at this point in time where Gen Z is so um, used to doing everything from home. They've, they've never voted any other way but by mail. The ballot's delivered to their house. A Democrat worker comes to their door, ha- helps them fill it out, takes it back with them and, you know, back to the polling place for them. They don't have to do anything. It's going to be very hard to put that genie back in the bottle, right? And, and because of that, we, I think they said the New York Times did an analysis of Colorado and found that 16% more people under the age of 30 voted in the last election during, uh, during covid because it was so easy for them to do. If you have an election day, they don't vote as much. If it's, uh, you know, hey, come and do it for me, they're all in. Republicans have to learn how to ballot harvest. They're going to have to learn how to do it. They're going to have to learn to do exactly what what Democrats do, and they have to push for more ballot boxes. And they should want ballot boxes in churches. They should want ballot boxes at gun ranges. They should want ballot boxes at, at, at rallies, political rallies. They should go whole hog, and they should do exactly what the Republicans are doing, uh, Democrats are doing, and say, oh, yeah, but we also want more ballot boxes. Here's where we want them. And watch the Democrats back off right away. All right, Mary Walters. By the way, we're going to be on uh, Newsmax together this weekend. Next weekend. Next Is it next weekend? Yeah, it's, it's just, not this Saturday. It's this oh, sa- next Saturday. We're taping two weeks in advance? Okay. Well, because because we usually tape on Thursdays, and uh, th- next Thursday's Thanksgiving. Gotcha. All right, well, that makes sense. All right. Yes, but I got, I've never been on with you before. This is very exciting. It's fascinating. I, we had a lot of fun. I was I was going to say, I didn't want to say this on Newsbacks, but I felt like I was one lucky guy. You know, the, the Fox TV oh, yeah. show with all the, uh, <laughs> the ladies. So. And people should tune in because you were wrong. No, 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 no. I was, I was graciously right. <laughs> All right, Mary Walter. Thanks Always for having take me. Take care. Uh, you can watch us next week sometime on, uh, we'll promote it when the, uh, the show launches, uh, but the Wendy Bell Show on uh, Newsmax. Folks, we got to take a break. We'll go to the phone lines, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's uh, go to the phones here. And by the way, do you do you have a problem with Michelle Obama's hair? And I'm just addressing uh, the white people of the audience here. I mean, do you folks have a problem with, uh, like Michelle Obama said, I mean, she was very sensitive about this. 844-747-8868, that's her phone number. Let's go to Lisa in North Carolina, wants to weigh in on the Republican Party. Hey, Lisa, what's up? Hi. Yeah, I've been holding on for a while, but it was worth it. Todd, thank you so much for what you do. Um, I have a couple uh, week, days off during a week, and I always have you on my radio. Thank you. And as well as the other ones, when I'm driving, I put aside the rock and roll in the Christian station just to let all the viewers know. <laughs> um, well, there you go. It's a good balance, Lisa. Yeah, and I'm really disappointed that, like, why Republicans, we need to stick together. We know what the Democrats are doing. Come on. Like everyone said, Trump has done so much, and guess what? I'm going to vote for him. If Santos runs, of course I'll vote for him. We need unity. You know, Lisa, I'm with you, and and it, what what frustrates me is that that the establishment wing of the party is not honest. 
they have been working behind the scenes to sabotage not only Trump, but also a lot of these candidates out there. And you have to step back and wonder, were the, I mean, is it possible that Mitch McConnell ultimately did not want to be majority leader and he wanted to hurt Donald Trump? That was more important, stopping Donald Trump, that was more important than Republicans taking control of the Senate. And it's a horrible thing to think that, but you have to ask those questions. I'm from from New York State, Rockland County, but I've been here almost 29 years, so I'm a Yankee. But I love it in North Carolina. Um, Yeah, we still were Republican here, and, like, Trump has been here so many times, I've been trying to go see him. Um, My whole family except one is Trumpers, all my friends, a lot of my friends up North Orange, but my grandson is. He's going to be 10. Is that He's right? A He's a trumper. <laughs> You're raising him He's up right. I'm bringing. I think I still might be able to get him on my shoulders. You know, I am 61, but I'm in good shape. I love um, it. He's growing tall. Yeah, he's a trumper. Oh, goodness. Um, but, yeah, you got to talk to the young people. I talked to the my sons are in the 20s, 30, uh, three sons, and I talked to their sons because we're still in t- their friends, I mean. And just to talk to them, and they're really bewildered. They really don't know what's going on. Because they get all their information from Facebook and social media. Well, uh, if I were, and if I were a parent or grandparent, I would be telling the kids and the grandkids, delete your TikTok. I mean, China is harvesting oh, definitely. Lord knows what kind of information. Oh, definitely. And then get yourself My a new phone. Yeah, my daughter-in-law, um, he wasn't allowed on TikTok like two or three years ago, right? He's nine. He's getting ready to be 10 next month. He wasn't allowed on. The mother, you know, she had the strings where, you know, she can say what he's going to be on. YouTube for kids, la la, all that. All of a sudden, a year or so ago, he's on, he's looking at TikTok. And I tried to tell Julie, I'm going to have to tell her again, um, how bad it is. And the government, that's one thing that Republicans have to do. When Trump comes in. TikTok is gone. That's what I'm thinking. It's gone. It's it's so dangerous. It has to and, be. And, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lisa, appreciate the call, and uh, thank you for standing tall. And I think you're right. Republicans need to unite. And again, Lisa, she's a grandma, but she's involved in the family's life, the grandkids, because you got to be. It's all hands on deck. I mean, they're coming after the kids, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, have you heard this story out of Seattle, Washington? So a biological boy, he's a sophomore, he identifies as a girl now. He broke some sort of a a senior record or a school record in the 5,000 meter. He's ranked first in Seattle Public Schools um, in this uh, track and field competition. But here's what's really funny about this. So the guy, he's a boy, he identifies as a girl. Last year, he identified as a boy. And he came in 72nd place in the league finals. But now, as a sophomore girl, uh, this young man actually broke Seattle Academy's school record in the 5,000 meter, and he ranks first among all girls in the league. And nobody can complain about this. As a matter of fact, moms and dads who have raised this issue, they say, how dare you? This is what the school district is saying, and the the state athletic organization they're saying how dare you complain about a boy who identifies as a girl and they they're telling the kids if you got a problem just quit the track and field team but there you go just the latest in the 
transgender movement's war on biological women. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. people welcome back hope you're doing well today by the way when is too early for uh when is it too early to set up the christmas decorations has anybody figured that out uh ben dieter our uh illustrious morning show host at uh at kwam our flagship radio station was uh, were you giving me the what for somebody was giving me the what for because i ordered the christmas decorations up before thanksgiving you know I don't know if your listeners, Todd, would view you as an Ebenezer Scrooge type of guy, but you don't come across that way at all to the staffers here at the station. In fact, if they were to come to our broadcast center here in the great city of Memphis, it is it is a winter wonderland here, and those orders came from the top. The top was you. Yeah, I don't. I, I like uh, getting into the Christmas spirit. I mean, there's really not much you can decorate for uh, for Thanksgiving, and it's really not about the decorations. It's about the turkey. Yeah, and that's a conversation we've been having on the morning show, which is your question, and I'll reiterate it. How soon is too soon? I think you can do both. I still think you can appreciate thanksgiving and the act of being grateful and also be in the mood to celebrate christmas which is exactly why we have one of those you know giant plastic turkeys downstairs with uh, the christmas ornaments stuffed up its uh, wazoo so to speak <laughs> and, and i think a cornucopia is, that, that, on, is it a cornucopia on your desk i think so is that the one with all the vegetables and the fruit in it? Yeah, yes, that's it. all, all that's the it. balance in nature. No, inside. but seriously though, I was—I just don't. I, again, I don't know why there's a controversy about it, but I just—I like putting up the Christmas decorations early. Now, some people say you're not allowed to play Christmas carols or Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. And again, well, then give me the option to listen to Thanksgiving tunes. I haven't heard one yet. <laughs> what is a Thanksgiving? What are the what were the pilgrims singing back in the day? I'm sure something know? out of the hymnal, Todd. <laughs> Very Protestant, no doubt about it. What are the Presbyterians singing these days? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ben Teeter. Uh, just happened to be dropping by. No, we uh, we had to take a a company trip to the Costco uh, yesterday. And may I just say something about Costco? And uh, I'm I'm a newbie. I am new to the Costco experience. Um, you people drive those carts like maniacs i mean seriously what the heck is that all about i mean i can't tell you how many times i was almost run over by these including one person who was in one of the motorized scooters with a shopping cart unbelievable well todd can you blame them have you seen the bulk size of bat potato chips everything's in bulk i i myself couldn't control a car because everything you get the protein bars and there's 45 of them in there so everything's heavy that's the way costco works i bought a bag of chips i'm a huge fan of the kettle chips ladies and gentlemen please do not send me kettle chips in the mail I, and i'll explain why so i see oh wow that it's they're always at at kroger uh, you know, because of all the shortages and whatnot. And so I'm in there getting something. Oh, it was like the uh, the 78-pack of uh, uh, Charmin. And um, I so I got all the paper products, and I see that they have these chips, my favorite kettle, the, the kettle chips. I like the crunch. And they also hold up well with the, the, the wacky mole. 
and the salsa. So okay. anyway, Dieter, I'm, I'm, I, I, I say, I'm going to go buy that bag of chips. So I get the chips home, and I realize that bag of chips was three feet, three and a half feet tall. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, it's not going to fit anywhere. I didn't know. I can't fit it into the cup, the cupboards. No. And he's not kidding, guys out there. I, he sent me a photo, and it was a massive. It looked like one of those potato sacks you would jump in in the school relay races as a kid. It's true. All I kept thinking was, man, it looked a lot smaller in the Costco. But I, maybe that's because everything is giant supersized there. That's why people like to go there, Todd, to date. I've heard that. Word what? on the street is if you go to Costco, you'll lose a couple. You'll look small. You'll look like a mini size because everything is so big. Did you see the Christmas tree and the Santa Claus and the bulbs? Everything at Costco is so big that if you may be on the bigger side, you just walk in there automatically you look small okay the, and that's why people like to go to costco i'm is, just trying to help your audience th- thank you time. ben Dieter. thank you turn your microphone off now I, th- I don't like where this conversation is going you know it was funny though years ago uh they used to have grocery stores used to sponsor date nights i don't know if you guys do you remember that uh where you would uh they would have special shopping sessions for single people and you could meet your mate right there in the produce aisle come quats and everything all right, uh, 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phone lines. Um, let's go to Kit in Georgia. Kit, what's on your mind today? Respecting to speak, I was thinking about the Speaker of the House and who could be a person that could unite everybody. And I could only think of one person in this country that has the respect of the American people in general and would command the respect from both sides of the aisle, is a great communicator, is a person that can can uh, follow the rules of the House and uh, the Constitution of the United States and bring some civility and honesty back to our nation capital. And that would be Mike Rowe. Well, <laughs> you mean the, well, it's a dirty job. You know, you're talking about Mike Rowe, Mike Rowe. Micro, micro. He's met the American people. He's got in the ditches with them and in the in the garbage cans. He's done everything. He's an honest person. Um, he he. Uh, I just think he would actually be a great speaker of the house right now in a time that our country is so divided that the parties are divided. Everybody, I think that he could could demand respect and follow the rules of the House of Representatives in protocol and everything. I think he could speak to a Democratic president and a Republican president without starting a big fight. And I just think that he, he could be a healer. He's a, he, uh, he's Kit, a great American, and I think that uh, I think that we need somebody like that. that, Kit, that Kit, I'll, it's, it's out of the box. I, I'll give you that. But it is a dirty job, and he's the expert at the dirty jobs. So, Mike Rowe, uh, Kit, we're writing this down, and if this happens – I'm going to I'm going to drive to Georgia and I will take you out for a steak supper. Well, I'll take you out for one. It, it's not about me or you. It's about what our country needs. Right. And our country needs a healer. I love it. Okay, Kit, appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Wow, Mike Rowe, that's kind of thinking outside the box there. By the way, looking for a good steak in these parts, may I recommend Marshall County Steakhouse in Mississippi? 
unbelievable steaks there. And uh, the guy who uh, owns the place, it's a lot of fun. You go down there, and it's old school. Uh, every, every steak comes adorned with a little American flag. But the stakes are pretty spectacular. Hey, let's go to David in uh, East Memphis, Tennessee. He wants to weigh in on Costco. Hey, David, you know what I'm talking about here? Am I off the grid? Am, am, am I off the lane here? Oh, no, you're right. And the thing is, is they drive them shopping carts around, and depending on which one you went to, they drive them shopping carts around down there like they're driving on the streets of Memphis. <laughs> it's true. I'm, just, I'm glad nobody was shooting at me, and there's not a horn to honk. Oh, uh, you can make noises and they'll turn and look at you, but they they'll they'll cut you off and look at you funny and and and, and since your last caller brought it up, I agree. Mike Rowe needs to be involved in something because he he can straighten out the country pretty good. I I I like this. This is uh, out of the box thinking on the part. Maybe we could start a movement here on the on the national radio show. I, I don't know if Mike Rowe's interested in you know. Do you have to take a pay cut? But he might be able to clean that place up lickety split. Well, you know, I, I, as far as Mike Rowe goes, I went through my most of my life without going to college, and I've done very well with my technical skills. So, and he's always, you know, technical skills over all that school, and I kind of agree with that. You know, David, that's one of the things I admired most about about Donald Trump was the fact that he really promoted the um, the technical arts, uh, going to trade schools, um, letting kids know that, you know what, not everybody needs to go to college. And there's nothing wrong with you if you don't want to go to college. You can actually make a lot of money just jumping right into the workforce. Yeah, between, between uh, getting taught how to weld and getting taught electronics and being an electrician that were taught to me on the job, I've done very well with all of those. So I, I didn't go to college for much later, and the only reason I went is because one of the jobs I was working said, hey, it'd be nice, and we'll pay for it. So I did. Well, good for you. And you got a Costco card, so, you know, that's something, too. It's a- <laughs> yep. All right, David. Well, God bless you, and thanks for listening to uh, our flagship station, KWAM. Uh, good guy. But, yeah, it's um, – I'm not sure. I, I got the. Um, I'm not sure what membership I got. I got a little, the the black Costco card, but I, I'll be honest with you, folks. I'm not sure I actually need a Costco card now because I'm I'm like one person, and really the Costco it's all about the bulk. I'm just saying. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. But they do have the hot dogs that are like a buck a dog. Aren't those inflated though? Didn't the I hot re- dogs? did I read a story? Was that Sam's Club or my or, or uh, Costco? No, where no, no. Well, those well, are even going up. No, no, no. They're not going up. Costco actually made a decision that they're going to honor the the is it the do- the dollar hot dog and you get a soft drink or something with it? Is that? Um, I think so. All right. Yeah. I. I it is one what of the, it is. one of the cheaper places to grab a bite. No question. Well, the other problem here in Memphis, Tennessee, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to get too local, but Ben Dieter, they just opened up another Whataburger right down the road from where I live, and the traffic is backed up, I mean, for miles. It's the third one that has opened, Todd, in like the last three months. I mean, we have a problem here, and there's, and that's not all. There's, there's one more set to open. 
Jeez, Lou. Uh, how many more hamburgers can you eat, America? All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868 on this open line Friday. Whatever you want to talk about, we're going to talk about. That's 844-747-8868. I want to talk to business owners for just a moment before we go to break, though. Uh, many of you did the tough thing during COVID. You did what the government told you to do. You shut down your business but you still paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing that you did could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. So government funds are now available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. Now, the program is incredibly complicated, uh, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work, and they actually share a percentage of the cash they get for you. So businesses of all types, including nonprofits, churches, all of you folks qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. So again, you did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. So let covidtaxrelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Go to covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. Wow, you got to hand it to uh, old Elon Musk. Man, is he triggering the little snowflakes over at Twitter headquarters. You know what I find interesting is they fired, what, 90% of the workforce, and the Twitter is still up and running and doing just fine, actually. Elon Musk um, says that um, he's basically laying down the law, and he's telling the people, "Hey, look, you, you're going to have to work if you want if you want a job at Twitter. You're going to have to work long hours, or you can leave." And apparently, hundreds of people have decided to leave. But those are the kinds of people you don't want you don't want working for your company. I mean, I don't know if this is generational. I I, I don't know. But there, we have raised a generation of kids that don't want to put in a hard day's work. And what's happening at Twitter is a great example of that. I mean, these kids were getting free meals, gourmet lunches. They were getting whatever kind of coffee or beverages they wanted. They had a wine, they had wine on tap. They were living, living the good life. And along, along comes Elon Musk, who's the new owner, and he's making all these changes. I mean, day one, day one, and you had the employees sending an email to Elon Musk with their demands. Well, let me let me break this to you, folks, um, kids, young people. Listen up. If you don't own the company, you don't have a say in what happens. Ultimately, it's the owner of the company's decision. And if you don't like it, you can find yourself another job. So anyway, Elon Musk is, uh, man, is he tearing it up. Uh, now Twitter has temporarily closed its offices after uh, the ultimatum got handed down. And, and they have to do that because these, these kids are, 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 little, are a little terrorist trying to sabotage the company.
Apparently, a number of engineers have resigned, and uh, some people are saying that the app has been slow. I haven't seen any issues at all with Twitter, only that we're gaining more followers now. So I'm not quite sure what the issue there is. But anyway, this idea of you got to work for your paycheck, I, I mean, that's the way it was in this country for generations. Unbelievable. So anyway, good for you, Elon Musk, and uh, you keep fighting the good fight. The rumor is, and again, I, I want to stress, this is only a rumor, but uh, we have sources inside Twitter, and uh, we're able to reach out to them, and they feed us some intel every now and again. And here's what, here's what we, um, can, we can tell you. Um, our sources are saying that the mass exodus was actually triggered when coffee that was made with 100% freshly roasted organic beans harvested by indigenous mountain villagers who are midgets was actually replaced with Folgers. And, and to make matters worse, when they found out they were going to have to brew their own coffee and that the baristas had been let go, well, all hell broke loose. That, that, that's the unconfirmed uh, intel we have there. Uh, let's go to the lines here, uh, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Robert in Georgia. Robert, you got about 60 seconds. What say you, sir? Yeah, well, uh the, the, the deal is with McCarthy going in to be Speaker of the House now. He's going right back to the Democrats' playbook. You investigate everybody. They, they want to investigate Hunter Biden. Nothing will come of that. Daddy will, uh, 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 you know. Uh, uh, yeah, let me jump uh, in here, Robert. Uh, and I think we've got a bad phone connection here. Uh, but but uh, to your point, you're saying they need to be focused on other issues and not the investigations. And look, I, I, I see where you're going with this. And the one challenge, and I would caution all of the Republicans, including those in the House Freedom Caucus, if you're going to investigate, by golly, there better, there better be some results. Because I can't tell you how many times over the first two years of the Trump administration, we had all these people on the national show, and they would say, Todd, payday's coming. Payday's coming. We're going to have indictments. Where heads are going to roll. Well, nobody's head rolled. There were no indictments. Payday came and went. So to, to Robert's point, and that's a good one, if you're going to investigate, get to the bottom of it. But we did not put the Republicans in charge just to go after the Bidens. We put them in charge to stop the Biden agenda. Stop the Democrats. All right, got to take a break here, folks. Open line Friday, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the big show. Uh, this is Todd Starnes. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be today. A very interesting story uh, coming out of... Southern California. 
So a few days ago on the program, we told you that a that a group of Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department cadets were run down in the streets, and a number of them were critically injured. 25, 25 cadets were injured, and the injuries were pretty severe. Uh, the, the way that uh, the sheriff, Alex Villanueva, had, has described the, the scene, it's beyond comprehension. Uh, they they say that the um, a number of the cadets uh, lost their limbs. They were literally uh, ripped off of their bodies because of the impact of this car. Now, the suspect, a guy by the name of Nicholas Gutierrez, was driving the wrong way down a street. And now the Sheriff's Department believes this was an intentional act. In other words, Mr. Gutierrez is now accused of targeting these these cadets. We have video of the collision on ToddSterns.com. It is graphic. I would caution you if you but if you want to see the video, you can see it for yourself. I will say this. Based upon my viewing of the video, it's very clear there was no attempt to slow down. Eyewitnesses also tell the Sheriff's Department and tell investigators that it looked as though the guy actually sped up. He was he was driving at least 45, 50 miles an hour when he plowed into the cadets. Let me explain what this was. This was this was a domestic terrorist attack. That's what that was. So the driver was taken into custody. Uh, by the way, eyewitnesses pulled him out. So you had these good Samaritans that were there. I mean, there was carnage beyond anything you could imagine. The um, eyewitnesses and uh, other other people were able to pull the guy out of the car and to the person they said his his foot was still on the accelerator. We don't know why. We do not have any motive just yet. But what you need to know is that Nicholas Gutierrez is on the streets of Los Angeles right now. That's because the George Soros district attorney let this guy post bail. He is facing all sorts of charges, including attempted murder of peace officers, and yet this guy was able to walk out of the jail. And my question is, why? And the reason is very clear, because in Los Angeles, in the state of California, they believe that criminals are the victims. And this whole defund the police movement has put a target on every police officer in America. Mr. Gutierrez is 22 years old. And according to the New York Post, he was released at 949 last night. He's been charged with attempted murder of a peace officer. The Sheriff's Department is disgusted, as well they should be. L.A. County Sheriff's Deputy Deanna Mares told CNN that Gutierrez was sprung from jail because investigators needed more time to collect evidence for the DA's office. Well, how much more evidence do you need? Right? Just think about this for a minute. You've got the video, but more importantly, you've got the crime scene. You have the crime scene. You had the guy driving the vehicle into the cadets. What more information does the, does the district attorney's office need?
Quote, it's not like they arrested the wrong suspect, Mares told CNN. They just want to make sure the investigation is going to be complete. The Sheriff's Department must normally present a case to the DA within 48 hours of an arrest, and the investigators were not ready to do that. And the reason why is there were 25 victims. This was a domestic terrorist attack. It's not the first time that a soft-on-crime district attorney has let someone go. Here in Memphis, Tennessee, we have a guy named Steve Mulroy. He is a clone of George Soros. The guy was a law professor. That's his, I mean, that's it. And now he's the district attorney. And his first order of business was to go soft on crime. We had two firefighters. They were working an accident location on one of the interstates here in Memphis when all of a sudden a drunk driver ran over the two firefighters. One of them had to have surgery. They've got long recoveries. The district attorney let this guy out of jail on a $2,500 bond. This is a convicted DUI suspect. This guy had a history, a track record of driving under the influence. He shouldn't have even been on the streets of Memphis. But that's what happens when you elect Democrats who are soft on crime. And it's pathetic. So I I, I feel for the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, good men and women working in that department, and they deserve better than this, folks. But this is the reality of the situation in California. Elections have consequences. What can I tell you? Elections have consequences. Uh, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to play some audio here. Uh, Josh Hawley is leading the charge up on Capitol Hill, the senator from Missouri, calling out the woke FBI, and he was directing his comments to FBI Director Christopher Wray. Whistleblowers who have come forward to members of this body, to members of the House, the FBI has been sending more than, in one instance, a dozen armed agents to a rural Pennsylvania home of a Catholic pro-life demonstrator to arrest him at gunpoint in front of his children in early morning hours, despite the fact that he posed no risk of violence or threat and had previously offered to turn himself in. Numerous whistleblowers, field agents, have alleged that D.C., your headquarters, has pulled them off working on child sex abuse cases, working on human trafficking cases, in order to work on January 6th matters for this reason, to give the appearance, they say, they say, that there are hundreds of new domestic terrorism cases in the country, when in fact there are not. Whistleblowers, field agents have also said that D.C. has ordered the use of SWAT teams on nonviolent suspects who may have attended a January 6th rally and they have been ordered to conduct surveillance and knock on doors of people who were not even in D.C. on January 6th. And again, all of this, according to the whistleblowers, these are your agents, all of this in order to make it look as if there's a mass surge in domestic terrorism all across the country when in fact... The stats are being padded by political directive in your office. They also say, these whistleblowers, the D.C. leadership deliberately suppressed investigations into Hunter Biden, contrary to FBI procedure, and have also retaliated against FBI agents and whistleblowers who have contacted Congress, which, by the way, they are protected by statute to do so. This is what's happening at your FBI while you are evading oversight hearings. 
Mr. Director, do you think you're still up to this job? I absolutely think I'm still up to this job, and I think our workforce feels the same way. Well, I don't. And frankly, I think you should have been gone a long time ago. And given your behavior recently, I think it only makes it more clear. Are there any travel plans today that we should be aware of that you have? We're supposed to have a second round. Will you be here for that? Yes. Oof. Wow. That was, uh, well, the last time uh, Chris Ray had to jet off to some little vacation. So good for you, Josh Hawley. But again, we had a caller uh, earlier from Georgia, and he made an excellent point. There, this has got to be more than just investigations, right? We, we, we're not going to be able to win the the house again if all we do is investigate investigate we've got to stop the radical agenda that's got to be first and foremost on the uh, on the plate all right let's go to the phones here 844-747-8868 let's go to lee in georgia lee what's on your mind hey todd thank you for taking my call that was uh, listen back what you were doing just right then just kind of put chills in my mind about the the police and everything else. But uh, my comment on uh, on uh, former President Trump is I think that when he announced he was going to run for president, I think what he was doing, he was letting, the, letting his fan base say, listen, it's going it's to be heck for the next two years. So you see what they're going to try to be doing, and then I'm going to be there in uh, 2024 to... Uh, you know, to, uh, to get it right again one more time before I hand it off to somebody else. Uh, that was my, my comment on that, Todd. And I really think that's what's going to happen. He's trying to get his fan base and some of the uh, independents and people like that to say, hey, wait a minute, now. this is not right. Look what they're doing. I mean, they're trying to score you. And now, you know, I'm going to be back in two years, and then they'll realize that maybe... He can give us four more years and try to help some of it, you know. Lee, Lee, I think there's something to that. Uh, But again, uh, it's there's a lot of ground between now and then. Appreciate the call. More than 700 days away from the election, and uh, and we'll see how things go. This is going to be a slow process. Uh, You're going to have a lot of other Republicans jumping into the race. Mike Pompeo's already taking a few shots. Uh, Mike Pence took a lot of shots. You know, it's interesting. Um, Mike Pence in the interview with uh, Jake Tamper said that he actually got angry um, at Trump, and Trump seemed somewhat remorseful, and then he told President Trump to turn to Jesus. That was Mike Pence yesterday uh, talking to Jake Tamper. All right, i got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Newsmax now conducting an urgent poll. Will you support Trump or DeSantis? And they want to know your opinion. All you need to do to take part in the Newsmax National Poll is text the word RALLY to 39747. That's RALLY to 39747. It takes literally just a few seconds uh, for your voice to be heard. That's RALLY to 39747. Folks, millions of people making that switch to Newsmax. And again, do not forget to vote in Newsmax's poll, Trump versus DeSantis. Where do you stand? Text RALLY to 39747. Folks, head on over to the Todd Stern store at ToddStearns.com. We have some great Christmas presents 
that will fill the stockings of your favorite conservatives, uh, including the latest book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, co-written by my good friend Michelle Cox. That is a wonderful Christmas present uh, to send one of your loved ones. Again, ToddStearns.com. Let's go to the phones. Bob in Georgia. Bob, what's on your mind? How's it going? It's going well. I was just going to ask you, where did you buy your blinders? My blinders? Why do you ask, Bob? What blinders are you referring to? The ones you apparently have on because you you don't seem to think Trump has done anything wrong. Um, Well, he hasn't done anything wrong. He has yet to be charged with a single crime, Bob, unless you know something I don't know. I didn't say charged with a crime. I said, do you think he's done anything wrong? Well, we've all done stuff that's wrong, Bob. What's your point? My point is you must have blinders on to still be behind someone who has blatantly broke the law. So so he has blatantly broken the law. How did he blatantly break the law, Bob? Well, the insurrection, for number one, you don't think he had anything to do with that? No, sir. As a matter of fact, neither do investigators up on Capitol Hill. They say he had nothing to do with it. No. <laughs> What you? I mean, no seriously. No seriously, Bob. I mean, do you have evidence to prove otherwise? What he said before it happened. There was oh to 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 march peacefully to to the Capitol building. Is that the is that the part you were referring to? Go down there, and I'll be with you. No, he said. Who who, who, who said you got to fight like hell? No, that was Barack Hussein Obama who said, if they bring a knife to the fight, you bring a gun. Uh, But that's not what Trump said. Trump said to march peacefully. No, it was. No, he did. Bob, I have to call you out on that. That is factually incorrect, what you just said. President Trump called on people to peacefully march to the Capitol. And he had nothing to do with emails beforehand about people showing up. I'm just saying, I can talk myself blue in the face, and you're still going to be put him on a pedestal. I'm not putting anybody on a pedestal, Bob. If you were listening earlier in the program, Bob, I was uh, I was calling out the president. As a matter of fact, I said that he needs to stop going after fellow Republicans and focus his uh, fire on the Democrats. Bob, let me ask you: Are you a Democrat or a Republican, Bob? Um, take a guess. No, I'm not going to take a guess. I'm I'm very I, I'm just curious. I'm genuinely asking. I'm a Democrat. So you're a Democrat. Let me ask you a question, Bob. You have a problem with your president Joe Biden taking showers with his daughter? Do you have a problem with that? Do you have evidence of that? Oh, we sure do. It's called Ashley. It's called Ashley Biden's diary. So we do have proof of that. Do you have a? Video evidence of that? No, we've no. I don't. I don't think so. There's plenty of video evidence for Hunter Biden, though. <laughs> there's there's more evidence of criminal wrongdoing involving the Biden crime syndicate than there is uh, Donald Trump. What about the classified documents he took to Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, it turned out not to be a big deal, and that's according to the Washington Post, Bob, which is a Democrat-leaning newspaper. Uh, owned by uh, our friend Jeff Bezos over at Amazon. Look, here's the deal. He did nothing nothing wrong in that. He did not. He has not been charged with a crime. He, he's been accused. No, you, you, said he, you said he committed it's criminal activity, Bob. 
in your mind, you've got to tell yourself, he's not this perfect person you're portraying him as. Sounds to me like, Bob, you've got the blinders on, and it doesn't matter what Trump does, he's always going to be a bad person. You're a master at turning things around. I'm a what? What'd you say? No, don't don't top him. What'd you say, Bob? You're a master at turning things around. uh, You can turn on people. I no. Why am I? I'm not turning anything around, Bob. I'm just laying out the facts here, and you don't like the facts. I can't help that. What about the, the grabbing by the flanker? What, what, what happened with that? He didn't do that either. No, he was he was talking in a bus. I mean, was it appalling what he said? Absolutely. But he didn't commit a crime. He hasn't been charged. A lot of people are throwing stuff, but nothing ever sticks because there's nothing there. What if he gets indicted? Are you going to say that's wrong? What is he going to be indicted for? I don't know. I'm waiting on it. <laughs> that's a, you're just waiting. Bob, uh, again, it sounds to me like you're the one who has the blinders on, and I hate it for you. It turned it on me again. All right. Good luck, Bob. Appreciate it. Good try, though. Uh, maybe next time Bob will uh, come armed with some actual evidence. And that's the thing here, folks, is that, they're saying all of this stuff, and they're making all of these accusations, but there's no proof. There's none whatsoever. But when you look at Joe Biden, the Biden family crime syndicate, there is a lot of evidence. Now, some of that evidence is circumstantial, but a lot of it, including her diary, is pretty rock solid. And I'm not saying or suggesting anything uh, illegal happened, but I think it's and dads of America, you can weigh in on this. I think it's pretty unusual for dads to be taking showers with their daughters. It's a little odd, don't you think? 844-747-8868. When we come back, we're going to go to the phones. Open line Friday, by the way. So if you want to weigh in, uh, we would love for you to do that. By the way, Ashley, or rather Lauren Boebert, going back to Congress. Her opponent just conceded. That's another Trump win. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Starnes radio program on this Friday edition of the show. Big college football a weekend coming up, and uh, also uh, lots of uh, lots of great stuff happening. By the way, in uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee, we've got a big Casting Crowns concert coming up, and uh, we also have Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant coming to town. They're doing a concert over at the new Graceland uh, Performance Hall. And if you haven't been, and this is not just for Memphis, but for everybody, but if you haven't been to Graceland and seen all the new exhibits and the incredible stuff that's happening over there. you got to get over there. Bring the whole family. It's all family-friendly, and it's just a lot of fun, and you're going to love it, and especially at Christmas time, You know, Elvis loved Christmas, and uh, he would always have a living nativity uh, out in front of the mansion uh, there at Graceland, but it's absolutely beautiful. I was uh, talking to my good friend Earl Farrell. He is an, he's the uh, afternoon drive radio host on KWAM. 
and he always has he's he knows all of the Elvis buddies. So and they, a lot of them come on the program and talk about uh, talk about the king of rock and roll. So anyway, uh, any, looking forward to the Casting Crowns concert this weekend. And let's go to the phones. It's open line Friday. You say, Tom, what does that mean? Well, it means that you can call and you can uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, this is the one day of the week that we let you guys uh, do that. Uh, let's go to the phones. Portland, Maine. Scott, WLOB, our great station there. Hey, Scott, what's going on? Uh, not a lot, my friend. I just want to say that, you know, you've got more patience than I, my friend. You know, the last caller, it seems, uh, being a former political candidate myself uh, that just ran in this most recent election up here in Maine, unfortunately, people are basing their opinions on feelings and emotions lately instead of looking at the facts. Um, you know, myself running on an election here and seeing what was going on, I, I, I'm just, I'm saddened for a lot of people, Todd. I mean, the, the, the information is out there. All they got to do is look for it, but instead they want to listen to the mainstream media, as Donald Trump said, you know, and they want to listen to the fake news and, you know, they watch something for 30 seconds and then they've made their mind up. Donald Trump hasn't been convicted of any crimes. No, he has not. And and again, Bob was a Democrat, so he, you know, it'll take some therapy to get him to see the right way of thinking here. But I think, but, and again, our show is that therapy. I think if Bob listens long enough, he's going to see the light. But to your point, Scott, I think a lot of people are just blinded to to the truth of the situation. I, I was running um, for a House of Representatives position, and I, it was the last couple of weeks before the elections. Quick story, and I was doing what they call a lit drop, you know, just kind of refreshing uh, some folks, you know, with some literature and just making sure to get them out there to vote. And I stopped into this uh, one particular house, and the lady came to the door, and she said, you had my vote, uh, but you've lost it recently. And I said, why is that? She said, a post about Barack Obama. And I said, well, what specifically? Because I knew the post she was talking about. She said, if you don't have enough self-worth not to attack somebody else, you know, then you don't have my vote. And I said, but ma'am, again, what specifically about the post that I wrote was so offensive or egregious? And she couldn't answer the question. The post that I wrote simply, Todd, was that since 2009, Barack Obama has been lecturing us about climate change. But yet him and Michelle had bought waterfront property on Martha's Vineyard. They fly around in their private jets like a lot of these other people, yet they want to lecture us about climate change. Help me understand. Hypocritical is what it sounds like to me. And that's a great point. I mean, again, why are you know if if you really do believe that the oceans are about to inundate the coastlines, why would you spend millions of dollars buying and upgrading a multi-million dollar seaside mansion? It makes to your point, it makes no sense. I, I'd love to know the answer to that question. We had a candidate up here in Maine who was a retired Navy SEAL. He was running for Congress against Shelley Pingree, who wins every time because she has that uh, that dark money from out of straight. But he's a retired Navy SEAL. He is a part-time sheriff, part-time firefighter. His wife is from Venezuela. So if anybody understands socialism and what's going on, these folks do. But yet, unfortunately, our party, the GOP, the Republican Party in Maine, are so busy fighting each other, Todd, from within that we don't have time for the Democrats. And so we had a kind of a post-mortem get-together recently and talking about our failures as a party. And I got up and I spoke, and I basically said, we have to rebuild this party from the ground up. We're so busy fighting amongst each other and using the same playbook that hasn't worked for years that we're missing the picture. I mean, why aren't we propping up people like an Ed Thielander for Congress? What's the big issue I, I mean, that's dividing Republicans in Portland, or in Maine, rather, Scott? 
I, I think it's a power struggle. We, I hate to use this term. I really don't like the term, but the rhinos, they think that they know what they're doing, that their, their playbook and their processes work. We haven't held the majority in Maine since 2010. I mean, 12 years is a long time, and now it's going to be another, what, two to four years before we even have a chance at it again. Uh, but it, it's, you know, they, they play both sides. Um, they, they're busy. I mean, if, if I wasn't a candidate, I would have never known what a man who I respect highly, Governor Paula Page, I would have never known what his platform was and what his statement was. Mm. Most constituents had no idea because not, not Governor LePage and his wife, Ann, they're great, but the team didn't know how to get the message out there. We had constituents wanting lawn signs, wanting to see commercials. They didn't see any of this stuff. Now, I understand the problem is Janet Mills, our current governor, was out fundraising them out of state, three to one. And there's not much we could do about that as Republicans, right? I mean, that's, that's not just in the state of Maine. That's a problem probably nationwide. But well, if you I don't think get it's a message out there. Yeah, I'm, and I think it, it's a it's a messaging problem. Uh, we don't know what the message is. Uh, th- there are there are elements of the party that want to completely abandon the culture war issues, and when that happens, you become the Democrats. I mean, that's that's really what's separating us now because both parties are spending like drunken sailors. Um, so are. so that's 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 got to get fixed. Uh, but if you jettison those culture issues, you're gonna you're gonna risk losing a significant base of the. You're gonna risk the base of the party, and I just don't see how Republicans are gonna be able to forge new alliances to make up for those for those lost voters. Scott, we got to run. I appreciate your insight, and Scott's basically saying that the Republican playbook is outdated. And we need a new playbook. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? 844-747-8868. Let's go to Salem, Oregon. Greg on the line. KYKN, our great affiliate there. Hey, Greg, what's up? Well, first of all, i got to say, uh, listening to you deal with Bob was uh, entertaining and painful. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty good example about what... Uh, all of us have to deal with on a regular basis when we encounter somebody like that. But uh, the real point I was, this is a quick one. You're talking about the uh, 25 cadets down in California that basically uh, were attacked and uh, maimed. And yet the, uh, the perpetrator was released, but yet... The attacker on Paul Pelosi, he's still in jail. And um, I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy of the California uh, injustice system. It's You know, that's a great point. I didn't really think about that, Greg, but you're right. Uh, that guy is still in jail. And I think it's important for us to use the word alleged attack because clearly we don't have all the facts. And something is not quite adding up. Uh, there in the the Pelosi mansion in yeah. the Tony section of San Francisco, but to your point, I mean, you're right. There is, I mean, look at what's happening right now in Washington D.C. How many American citizens have been locked up since January six? Yeah, no trial. Yeah, so you're right. The uh, the Pelosi one that that is alleged, but this guy that did this thing down in uh, oh he did it California. Uh, th- there's no alleging on that one. That's right. And in my, in my opinion, it should be no trial, no report to file, 
just he should have been just shot on the spot. And uh, it's, it, it's just not, there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing to think about on that one. But you know, for the DA down there to drag it out and let the guy go, it just shows you just what we're up against. You know, you're right about that, Greg, and I, I do appreciate your call. Thank you for listening, and uh, we want to say hello to all of our listeners out on the West Coast. Uh, but it's true. There is a double standard at play. All right, 844-747-8868. want to give a quick shout-out to Scott listening to us in West Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the program. We're living down there in uh, God's country. That's a beautiful area, by the way. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, open lines and a couple of other stories I want to share with you. By the way, folks, if you haven't already done so, got to check out our friends over at PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Uh, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier and folks they have some great plans to fit your budget and when you look at the economy uh we're all about budgeting these days and patriot mobile they've got you covered no matter if you are a homeowner if you got a business they have plans uh, to cover you are you a veteran are you a first responder well if you are patriot mobile is going to give you an additional discount patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Got to use my promo code, and they're going to give you free premier activation and a free gift. That promo code is Todd. We'll be right back. All right, folks, a bit of breaking news here from the nation's capital. And I'll, I'll try to put this in some context for you. But Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, has named a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump. The, uh, the person in charge of the investigation, his name is Jack Smith. He is a former assistant U.S. attorney. He will oversee the investigation. Now, here's what they're investigating. Trump's retention of classified documents after leaving the White House and whether the former president obstructed the federal government's investigation into the matter. So, first of all, and there's more to it, uh, they're also going to investigate whether Trump interfered with the peaceful transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election, including the certification of the Electoral College vote on January 6th. Let me explain what this is about. They don't have anything on Trump. They've got they've got absolutely nothing on Trump, and Merrick Garland knows it. That's if they did, I can assure you that Merrick Garland himself would have indicted Donald Trump. But instead, they're going to be shoveling this off to a special counsel who will be investigating for the next thirty or forty years. That's what this is all about. This is not about getting to the truth. This is about prolonging and extending these attacks on Donald Trump. So if there was something there, Garland would have made that announcement. Keep in mind, keep in mind here, folks, January 6, 2021, they know that Trump had nothing to do with it. Otherwise, they would have already indicted the man. 
They also know that there was nothing nefarious about Trump having whatever documents he had at Mar-a-Lago. That was back in August. They originally told us, oh, this is a matter of national security. They never did explain how or why it was a matter of national security, and the reason was very clear, because it was not a matter of national security. This is all made up. So again, if there had if there was anything to this, Garland would have indicted. But because because there's nothing there, they're handing it off to a special counsel. That's what that's all about. All right, let's uh, go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Bill in Georgia, WDUN. What's on your mind, Bill? Uh, based on what you just said and what Bob uh, had mentioned, I think Trump's got way more character and integrity than the media, those those sowers of discord in the media and the Democrats that are going after him. So he'll have my vote uh, as long as he's uh, running. Um, aside from that, um, the wall was the last line of defense, and unfortunately our politicians are too stupid to uh, keep that wall rolling. So what do we do in Mexico how do we penalize Mexico or do something? Now, I know NAFTA screwed us up because they do a lot of manufacturing. They could probably hold us hostage because even like GM and car, you know, things are made big time in, in Mexico. But how could we, these folks are walking thousands or getting driven thousands of miles. It's not like a walk to the local park. How could we head them off at the pass and keep them from coming in or penalize uh, Mexico for every migrant that comes through their country? Uh, and if we can't do that, can we set up work camps uh, so they we could actually put them to work? So they know when you come into America, you're going to be working your butt off, okay? And the conditions aren't going to be OSHA approved like you know we have in our in, in our prima donna manufacturing. I, I did manufacturing in, in uh, Asia, and they run circles around us, okay? But we had cities set up in Asia where I oversaw manufacturing. They were very efficient. So my whole thing is you need you need several lines of defense to prevent it from happening in the first place. But if we can't prevent it while we're detaining them, can we can we make them make products or, or something so we can compete with China so that our uh, supply chain has a little bit of buffer in it since our American workers want $25 an hour to make Twinkies? Well, it's a thought here, Bill, but my take is I don't want them taking any jobs away from American citizens. Uh, that's my only concern. You know, I, 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 I did enjoy the spectacle of sending all the illegals to uh, New York City and Philadelphia. And by the way, they dumped about, what, 50 or 60 off in front of the vice president's house today. But ultimately, um, I don't want to be paying for those people to be here. I want them back to where well, they came from. I want them to be like prison camps. You know oh, prison camp, yeah. Prison. Oh, like yeah. the old prison prison farms. Yeah, yeah. So they know you come in here, you're going to be working so hard, you're going to want to go back to where you came from. Remember the old chain gains back in the South, man. You didn't want. That's what I'm talking about. You didn't want to be in a Southern prison. Right, right. That's what I'm getting at. But it's unfortunate, Todd, that we, I've been hearing this since I've been a kid, and we can't prevent them from coming to the country. It makes no sense to me. And I wish maybe the bordering counties could do something, but I, I know their hands are tied. And I just wish we could do something with Mexico to penalize them. For allowing them to come into man, the I'm with you, Bill, a thousand percent on that. All right, I, you know, I like that idea. Set up some prison farms. No more Xbox, pal. All right, Bill, yeah. <laughs> appreciate the call. There, have a great weekend. Uh, real quick, we've got about forty seconds. Let's go to John in Kentucky, who was always pithy. <laughs> Todd, quick question: Taking that January sixth committee, 
for heading it up by Jim Jordan and call Nancy Pelosi on the floor and ask her why she had the intel she had the intelligence. Why didn't she accept the help that was offered to her and get those political prisoners out of the jail? through uh, federal orders and i'll listen for your uh, i'll listen for your answer god bless todd all right god bless uh, pastor john uh, there in the commonwealth yeah look i like that idea i think pelosi needs to be hauled before the committee uh we need to find out why she told the police to stand down we also need to haul in christopher ray again we need to find out why the fbi allowed the attack to happen in the first place they had they had intel they had they had informants in the oath keepers they knew what the plan was. I suspect the FBI helped plant the seed of the idea, which is one of the reasons why Chris Ray is not talking about all of this. So, yeah, I, I say haul them all before the committee, and let's get to the bottom of it. We want to know the truth of what happened on January the 6th. But here's one thing we know beyond a shadow of a doubt had nothing to do with Donald Trump. It had nothing to do with Trump. And that's according to... To the video that's according to the facts at hand all right folks we got to scoot out of here going to be a busy weekend go tennessee volunteers want to thank josh and kyle grace back on monday folks you get out there have a great friday and whatever you do be sure to go to church this weekend Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.